You're listening to the Be Healthy Naturally podcast, episode number 55. Hey, we are Dr. Shane and Liz Watt. We are doing this podcast because we are trying to bring knowledge and education to create a new way of thinking about our health. Knowledge is the key to a happy, healthy life, and our goal is to help you live your best life. So join us and let's learn together. We want to welcome Joe Olson out to the podcast today. Joe Olson was, is with OsteoStrong. They use a revolutionary treatment protocol called Osteogenic Loading. Four machines, Spectrum, that target specific kinetic chains in the body to safely load sufficient amount of weight to trigger an adaptive response in the body resulting in osteogenesis. <laughs> that was kind of a little of a, a tongue twister, but that is kind of... What what it is that OsteoStrong is and how you guys help with osteoporosis. And I know you were talking about that that's, were you were saying that it was the fourth leading? Well, the last article I read, um, it's competing for second for financial impact um, on as far as a health-related issue for the world. Um, it's right there in the top three um in fact i was just reading an article yesterday so this is a pubmed article it says that the economic burden of osteoporosis related fracture is significant costing approximately 17.9 billion dollars and in addition 4 billion euro per annum in the usa and the uk yeah, and so that's that's probably dealing in the terms of cost. That's talking about fractures. That's talking about hospital stays. That's talking about all those kinds of things because it kind of goes the old adage: Did someone fall and break their hip, or did they break their hip and fall? And that's a lot of the right. times the, the the whole premise of it. So just briefly, kind of tell us how you kind of got into this because you're not you were never a healthcare provider. Um, so just but just briefly, just because I I know it's kind of a longer story, but just kind of briefly how you got into um, helping people with osteoporosis. My background is in trucking, actually. I, I, uh, my, my dad and my uncles and my older brothers were all truck drivers. 1997, actually January 1st of 1998, I bought my first truck. We were leased onto another company, ended up, you know, getting our own customer base and start, you know, then moved over and just started our own trucking entity. And my brothers both quit. And so I was the only owner. And I built it up from one truck to 35 trucks over the course of about 12 years. It's just, uh, you know, I was in love with being out on the road and having a new challenge every day, meeting new people, seeing the country, and being my own boss. You know, being an entrepreneur and, and taking advantage of those things was, was really intriguing to me. And I loved it, but I just got disenfranchised with the industry, just so cutthroat, and it was it was difficult. So we went to a... Tony Robbins event to try to get our mojo back, I guess. And Tony Robbins is actually a partner with OsteoStrong. He's into biohacking. He's into finding, okay, how can I get the the most results for the least amount of effort, right? So he kind of found Dr. John Jaquish, who invented the uh, Spectrum equipment that we use here at OsteoStrong. You know, they kind of hit it off, and then you throw in a third partner was... Um, Kyle Zagrotsky, who was in the, he was in the fitness industry. He owned Curves. When they kind of all put it together, they were like, this is the perfect model for 
something because when Jaquish invented this equipment, his mom was diagnosed with pretty severe osteoporosis. He's a doctor of biomedical engineering. His dad is a doctor of biomechanical engineering. In fact, his dad actually helped uh, engineer the lunar shuttle and a lot of stuff for NASA. And so between the two of them, they kind of put their heads together, did a lot of research. And a lot of that research was on athletes, uh, in particular um, gymnasts. And they found through these studies that gymnasts have the densest bone and muscle tissue out of any other athlete. And that all comes back to... um, a medical law that was discovered in the late 1800s by Dr. Julius Wolf, which is Wolf's Law now. Um, talk to any chiropractor, orthopedic surgeon, they know what Wolf's Law is. And it basically states that impact level force um, is what triggers bone growth. That's what allows, you know, that's what tells the body, okay, we need more density in the, in the bone. When you look at what gymnasts do, and they're doing all those flips, and they're coming down and they hit on the ground... That's uh, they get up over 16 multiples of body weight loaded through their body from that impact. And that's why their bones and muscles are so dense and, and so strong. The problem is, is with actual impact, um, not, not good for the joints. The average age for retirement of a, a gymnast, like a really competitive gymnast, is 19 years old. And it's not because they're worn out or outdated or not good anymore. It's because their joints have just been trashed. Gymnasts also have the highest rate of knee and hip replacement surgeries out of any athlete. So that impact is good, but it's bad. And so Jaquish is like, um, how can we get the benefits of the impact without the actual impact? It's called impact emulation. And that's basically what we do is with, with osteogenic loading and these machines is we put people in their strongest position. So we put them in four different positions on these four different machines and each machine will focus on one kinetic chain in the body. So your upper kinetic chain is basically from your wrist up your arm across your clavicle and down to your other wrist. That's one kinetic chain. The other one is from your foot up to your hip and then back down to the other foot. That's the other kinetic chain. And then we have our rib cage and our spinal column. So we can put people in a position and allow them to initiate the force themselves in their strongest position to get to the required amount of force required or impact load required to trigger that bone growth, to trigger that adaptive response in the body and actually pull minerals in and and build bone tissue. So like we were talking before about the nutrition, once that trigger is happens, right? Once the body's been triggered and that adaptive response is fired, it starts looking for those components, right? Those building blocks. Like if you go to, let's say you go to Sam's Club and you buy the big old industrial tub of protein and you start pounding protein shakes every day, but you don't work out, what happens? doesn't do you any good, but you also can affect kidneys and liver functions. Right. Like so if the body's not assimilating it right, most of it is typically going to go out the back door, right? You just got expensive waste. Um, but without that trigger of the exercise of the workout, the protein, you know, body doesn't know what to do with it. Um, so the same kind of thing. If you work out every day, if you do a really hard workout and then you go take the protein, it gets assimilated, it rebuilds the muscle, right? The body knows what to do with it, tells it where to go. So same thing, but up until recently, there hasn't been a safe and effective trigger for bone. 
I mean, you can go jump off, you know, uh, your desk and, you know, do some pretty intense um, loading and and uh, stuff. But like I say, that's not good for your joints. And if you already are uh, compromised, if you already have osteoporosis or any of these conditions, it's not even in the cards, right? You can't do that. So with what Jake, with what Dr. Jaquist has been able to develop and emulate the impact without the actual impact, anybody can trigger their bone now and allow for that osteogenesis to happen, that adaptive response to happen. I like to, so to let's, help let's, people. let's just step back for a second. So okay. let's let, briefly explain osteoporosis. I think most people kind of have a basic understanding of it, but just give, give them right. like a real quick definition of osteoporosis. And then there's osteopenia. And I believe osteopenia is like the beginning of osteoporosis. Yeah, it's basically just a precursor, like right? Pre-diabetes like pre-diabetes. Pre-diabetes and then diabetes, yeah. So you know something's not right. It's going to get worse, right? So the way the bone, the way our bones work um, from the time we're born in fact, in the first year of life, um, our bone, our entire skeletal structure will replace itself. And then it does it about 30, 40% every year after that for a while. Um, and what that, how that What happened, you mean by that is through the cellular um, Yeah, so there's, there's two different cellular... die off of the cell. Okay. Right. So the, the the creation of new bone cells, osteogenesis, is also called, it happens through a cellular process called osteoblasts, right? So osteoblastic activity is the formation of new bone cells in the spongy layer of the bone, the trabecular layer of the bone. And then those evolve out and become cortical bone, the, the hard shell of the bone. And the, those will slough off and be released into our body for minerals through a process called osteoclasts. So you got to think of your bone, your skeletal system is kind of like a bank, right? So you're putting deposits in through the form of osteoblasts, and you're taking withdrawals out through the form of osteoclasts. Um, it's like 98% of our calcium and 89% of our phosphorus is stored in our skeletal system. And through the osteoclast process, it's released into our bloodstream, and we use it for minerals for bodily function. So... When we hit about 30 years old, the osteoblasts slow way down. Um, there's different studies, different research on why that happens. Um, one guy was saying, you know, basically we've gotten to um, a pretty stable weight and we've been at that weight in this field of gravity for a while. And so we're not. Well, you know, we're not growing, being, you know, like yeah, we're not young, growing. You're, you're still growing. Yeah. I mean, the, the bones solidify by age 25. And so there's lots of lots of other things that go along with that as well, I'm sure. And so then the osteoblast process slows way down, but the osteoclast process continues to function. Right. And so as that trabecular Especially layer, if you're not getting good nutrients anyway, because that's that your body will then go to its storage if you're not putting good nutrients in. And there's a lot of. There's a lot of things in our modern day society that will, in fact, speed up that process and make it worse. Um, if you have heartburn and you start taking the purple pill, it's horrible for your bone density. Um, thyroid medication, horrible for your bone density. So there's a lot of other things that have come around. Um, soda, I mean, just a poor diet, right? Not, not good nutrition is all going to have an effect on that. Um, women in particular, when they get pregnant, that leaches from their bones. When they go through menopause, it increases the speed. So 
when we hit 30, the bones start to, we've kind of peaked out on bone mass, and then you start the decline because we're still taking out the withdrawals, but we're not putting in any deposits. So that's basically osteoporosis in a nutshell. So as we get into our older years and that bone has been depleting, then we get to a point where fractures are imminent, right? That's and that's the problem with osteoporosis is that it really is the silent, you know, the silent disease, the silent killer, because most people don't know that they have it until they break a bone, go get it looked at, and then try to deal with it from there. Yeah, unless unless they're having an x-ray for some other reason. Right. Because that's, right. tr- that's or, really one of the basic, I mean, you can get a bone density test, right? So yeah, so that's called a DEXA scan. Is the is bone density or an X-ray, right? And so, right, and and that's what that's what a DEXA scan is. It's dual energy X-ray absorptiometry. So basically, they hit the bone with um, dual X-rays and measure what comes out the other side, and that tells them how basically how dense the bone is, right? So, so let me ask you a question on a standard um, medical, like if someone goes in and they get that bone density test, and the doctor says, "Oh, you're." Um, you're you're in osteopenia or you're you're in osteoporosis. What is the standard medical approach? Is is that basically just giving them some kind of a medication with a calcium product in it? Right? Yeah. Well, no, I I don't know the, how much of it has calcium in it. Um, the standard treatment today is um, with a lot of our members that we've dealt with, and um, is you know there's several drugs out there available that doctors prescribe. Um, but they're all basically the same, basically the same things, bisphosphonates, right? So what a bisphosphonate does, and you, you have um, Fosamax, you've got uh, Prolia, you've got Boniva. Um, so you got the different brand names, but it's all basically the bisphosphonate. And basically what, that, what they do is they inhibit the osteoclast process. So that the osteoclast is where, you know, when we talked about it, that's where the bone is shed off. It becomes acidic and breaks down the outside of the bone and is released into the body. So they basically inhibit that process. It stops the osteoclast. So there's no more withdrawals going out. The problem is that the bone is still trying to evolve. That trabecular bone is still evolving out and becoming cortical bone. And so then it backs up on itself and doesn't have anywhere to go. And so most people, they will only prescribe bisphosphonates for five years because then they've got to allow the osteoclast process to happen again because it starts to create other problems. Which is just kind and, of similar with all of medications, unfortunately. Right, right. And it's, I mean, there's mineral deficiency um, and, you know, you can only do so much with supplementation. So the body's natural source for phosphorus and calcium gets inhibited. Um a lot of people, well, not a lot, but some of the side effects are osteonecrosis of the jaw, where the jawbone uh, gets starved for oxygen due to the due to these bisphosphonates and just deteriorates. It falls apart. Um, we've had ladies in our center who have spent tens of thousands of dollars on facial reconstruction. Ooh, wow! I didn't know that was the, one of the major side effects. Yeah, because it just breaks down. In fact, one lady came in yesterday and said her dentist won't even see her because she had been on the bisphosphonates. Dentists won't touch them. So you talk about that really the treatment for osteoporosis is osteogenic loading. That should be the first protocol. Can you kind of tell us what osteogenic loading is? And I know we kind of already talked about that with the gymnasts. 
but can you go more in depth of what osteogenic loading is and how um, people can get that in a normal environment? You bet. So as they were doing these studies, um, so we knew in 1897, based on Wolf's Law, that impact level force is what grows bone. But we didn't know the minimum dose response. Like, if you have a headache, you know, 200 milligrams or micrograms is how much ibuprofen you need to make that headache go away or to treat whatever pain. You know, we know minimum dose response. But on the amount of force required to be loaded on the body, we didn't know how much. Should we just go for a walk, go for a run, lift some weights? We didn't know what that triggering moment would be until 2012. So in 2012, a couple of doctors in England, um, Darren Tobias, they did a big study. They had a ton of people in the study. They were doing blood marker tests, which can show the moment osteogenesis happens, the moment that osteoblastic activity happens. Um, they were doing, they had accelerometers on these people hip, on their hips and their legs. They were you know, doing all these tests to see, okay, how much force is required, and they, they found it. Uh, through the course of this study, they found that the triggering moment happens. So the only place that they really test is the hip and the spine, right? So if you go get a DEXA scan, they're going to scan your hip and they're going to scan your spine. Those are the two places where a fracture will cause morbidity. So this is where they're checking during this study, okay? So in these people's hips, it required 4.2 multiples of body weight to trigger that moment. That's osteogenic loading, 4.2 multiples of body weight. So unless you can hit that, you're not really triggering a lot for your bone. You're not doing a lot for your skeletal system at that point. Um, but once you hit that, then the body pulls, the central nervous system is triggered, everything pulls in minerals and grows new bone tissue. And you start actually building your bone from the inside out again, allowing that natural process to happen. So 4.2 for me is pretty dang close to 800 pounds. I've never been able to lift 800 yeah, pounds. No one's no squatting 800 pounds. Yeah, nobody's squatting. I mean, there's some big, you know, big bodybuilders that can get to that point, but then they're trashing their knees again, right? Because that full range of motion with that much weight on it is just compromising that joint. Um, so how do we do it? How can we get to that level of force without hurting our joints. That was the question that Jake was asked himself when he was trying to help his mom overcome the osteoporosis that she had. And between him and his dad, they were able to build this thing out in their garage with like wood and straps and, and all kinds of stuff. And it was really rudimentary, but he had his mom use it. And in 18 months, she went from osteoporosis back to osteopenia, back to healthy bone. That's incredible. So on, when I when I kind of think about this, we have a rebounder, mm -hmm. and I had to get a rebounder because I have um, a bad knee and stuff right. like that. And so that was the only thing that could help me with my joint. Is that something that people could incorporate into their workouts? Is, would that help, or is that not giving you the kind of force that you need? Is a rebounder just a trampoline? It's yes. it's kind of it, it is yes and no. It's one of those small little trampolines, but there's some yeah. more specificity to it. Right, and I'm not sure. I mean, you'd have to measure and see how much force you're actually getting out of it. Um, has it helped your knee? 
it helps a, actually helps a lot with the lymphatic system and it also helps a lot for older women when they have like incontinence and okay. because it just kind of strengthens a lot of stuff. So, but right. one thing is with my knee is I'm able to get that force without, um, she's being, able to exercise without putting force without the jarring force impact, the, jarring right. impact right. on the knee. Yeah. So the way these machines work is you, you initiate the force. Um, we basically position you in between two fixed points with each kinetic chain. So the upper growth trigger looks kind of like a bench press, right? There's two handles out here in front of you, and your back is up against a backrest, and you just push. So while Jacobs was, was developing this, he found that um, we all have a strength curve. So the strength curve is basically when you're back here, like if you can see me, if you're doing a bench press and you're back here, your joints are compromised. Your muscles are stretched completely out. This is a very compromised position to be able to handle weight. But as we come out and the limbs get behind the weight in a more stable position, the joints are stable, the muscles are bunched and, and ready for force, we're way stronger. In fact, seven times stronger in that last three inches of that movement than we are here at the base. So with that strength curve, if you can bench 200 pounds or 100, let's say you can bench 100 pounds and you're benching that weight all the way from the base to the, to the end, logically, if the, if the math is right on a strength curve, you should be able to do around 700 pounds on that last three inches of that movement. We have ladies in here in their 60s, 70s getting up over six, 700 pounds that they load through that kinetic chain, which affects those bones, that affects the shoulder, it affects the elbow, the wrist. And so what happens is it also affects the confidence. So you're basically, that machine basically is only doing the last little part. Yeah, it's just an isometric hold, gotcha. right? It's just a static hold. Mm -hmm. So the joint isn't moving more than an inch, right? So the, the arms aren't moving more than an inch, which means the joint's moving in even less than that. And so with minimal joint movement, even under that heavy load, it doesn't hurt the joint. In fact, it is fabulous for the joint. So my knees were bad too. Um, I used to compete in moguls and freestyle when I was uh, just out of high school. And I don't know if you've ever seen a mogul skier, but their knees are just as they're going down through the moguls, right? My knees were trashed. Um, in my late 30s, early 40s, I was having a hard time with stairs. Uh, going up and down stairs was painful. I stopped skiing. I mean, I'd go once or twice a year and it hurt so bad. I would just, you know, whatever. I can't do it anymore. And it was, it was really hard for me because I love to ski. I ski a ton. And so I hadn't skied for probably three or four years when we found out about this and when i started using it i used it for probably it's probably about 18 months probably about a year and a half and i noticed going up and down stairs i didn't have any problems and it was had been a while that i wasn't having the problems it's just all of a sudden it's just like holy cow my knees don't hurt anymore and so i started skiing again in fact i skied 45 times last year and just carbon turns like I did when I was in my 20s. Like it's incredible to, to have that, 
that feeling again and to be able to to go and do that and have that freedom again. Um, we were doing backcountry, we hiked the banana shoot twice up here at Snow Basin and, and skied it, and it's just it's incredible. Um, when I go hunting, my friends are all like, holy cow, you're hiking circles around us. What happened? And it's just, it's incredible. It's awesome. It's given me a lot of that part of my life back and that passion for the outdoors that I was just starting to think that I just had to let go of. Um, I wasn't too worried about my bones, but we have the equipment. I was like, yeah, I'll use it. And it turned out it's just incredible for the joints as well. So who can benefit from this treatment and um, who's able to do it? Because usually you think of people that are older with osteoporosis. Right. I mean, and that is our target demographic for sure. Um, we want to help the people that need the help. And this is, I mean, I would, we actually set up, so you, we met you guys at the Be Healthy Utah last year, and we had done another one up here in, in Kaysville we had set up and there was a doctor from Bountiful that came and, and was looking at our booth and asking some questions. And I explained basically to him what I've been explaining to you. And he's like, if this data is correct, this should be the first line treatment for osteoporosis. He's, it was, it was cool to hear an outside medical doctor have that opinion about it. So it was awesome. But yeah, the people that can use this, um, we have, kids in their late teens, early 20s, trying to, and I'll explain this a little bit in a minute, um, but from late teens, early 20s, when I think our oldest member is in her, I think she's 93, and uh, we have a gal from Salt Lake who's been coming in for almost two years, and she um, will walk to the bus stop in Rose Park, get on the bus, take it to Front Runner, get on Front Runner, come up here to Layton, get on the bus, and it takes her to the Smiths about a mile away from our center, and then she walks that mile down and comes and does her session every week. When she first started, she was being driven here because she had a walker. And um, about six, eight months into it, she shows up one day and she's got a cane instead of the walker. And now she doesn't even use her cane anymore. Yeah, and that's the thing that people, um, you know, they need to understand. It's a process. It takes a long time to build back your body. Yeah, I mean, it took how many years to deteriorate? Right, right, and that's, people just don't get that. And I, I see that in my profession as well. You know, it's like, hey, I want this visit. I want this done in three or four visits. It's like, uh, we've had a problem for six months. You know, it's going to take a while, but it's probably been longer than that. So that no, that's awesome that you're able to. I mean, you're, yes, your target audience are probably what fifty and older, sixty and older is kind yeah. of your your, your yeah. Your that's our target demographic is the you know um, sixty plus, um, you know maybe fifty plus, uh, you know people that um, have been diagnosed with osteopenia are our favorite because there's you know they're not as far along the they're not as far into it and they can they can usually see a lot of results pretty quickly people with osteoporosis we've got to be careful depending on how severe the osteoporosis is and and you know talk with their doctors make sure that they're okay for uh, weight-bearing exercise but if you come and you you try it if you try this equipment you'll see that you're in control and you're not really at, at risk of injury because as you start to you're the one in control of the force that's being produced, right? It's not being it's not being forced upon you. You're forcing upon it. So, um, 
while so because you're in control, you can stop at any point and just ease out of the movement. And you know, if it's something starts to feel like it's off, just ease out of the movement and you're okay. So, you know, the, the likelihood of injury is, is minimized again, because we also have a session coach with every person that does this, um, treatment to make sure that they're positioned correctly, that they're in their strongest position, that they're bio biomechanically aligned so that that weight is going to be loaded properly through the body. And so anybody can use it really. Um, if, if you have unmedicated hypertension, they, you know, tell us to really, you know, try to work with those people because the amount of force that you can produce is a lot. And so you can increase your blood pressure while doing it. So if you have high blood pressure and it's not being treated, then that's uh, uh, one of the indicators that we've got to work with people a little bit before we get them full blown into um, what we're doing. So. But pretty much anybody can use it. And the, the younger people and some of the athletes that have started using it um, as a biohack to basically increase their ability. So there's a, there's a, uh, there's kind of a balance between bone and muscle systems, right? Um, as we lose bone tissue, as we get older and we lose bone tissue, our bones become less dense. We're losing muscle right along with it. Even if we're active and, and trying to and trying to exercise, we're still going to lose that because the central nervous system isn't going to allow the muscles to be stronger than the frame that supports it, right? So, with that in mind, on the other side, if you're hitting, a, if you're training like at an elite athlete level and you're training at a level and you kind of hit a plateau, you can do osteogenic loading, increase that bone density and allow your body to pack on even more muscle and break through those plateaus and compete at a different level. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, athletes, uh, college football players, stuff like that, that are starting to get interested in it and wanting to come and use it to try to just break through and compete at a higher level. That's awesome. So you guys, yeah. you guys have been, um, so it, it is, it is a franchise as you kind yeah. of talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, and you've had your franchise up in Syracuse, Layton area for how long now? So we're going on three years right three years. now. So you opened yep. right, pre, right before COVID. <laughs> it was two months. Oh, geez, that, that, I'm glad, you're, I'm glad you're still, I'm glad you're still <laughs> open and still, especially cause your target market was the older people that were told not to go right. do anything. Right. Yeah. And, and, it, and so it, it is a miracle that we're still here after that. Yeah. Really. And you're opening a new one in Cottonwood Heights. So that's awesome as well. Yeah. So that's, and do you know when that's coming, when that's supposed to be? So open? this is probably going to be mid-march okay. uh, we have uh, build outs going on right now paint just went up oh wow okay yeah we're getting super excited nice uh, the equipment's coming in um so it's probably um by the time we get everything ready we'll probably be towards the middle part of march and it's right on the corner of uh, fort union and 13th east okay awesome so i know that people are going to want to come and try this this new treatment of being able to do the the loading, the osteogenic loading, where um, do you have some sort of a way that people can come and see you, and where is it they can find you? So um, online, there's a our website is osteostrong.me, 
And if you click locations and do Utah, it'll pull up our two locations. The location in Conwood Heights is already on there, even though we're not open yet. Uh, but our location in Syracuse is open. And, um, you know, for anybody that wants to come and try it, we let them go through and try. we'll give them a full session, explain the science, go through everything and do it for free. So we want people to come and try it like they because this is such a new technology. Most people don't know about it and they hear loading or impact and some of these words. And for somebody with osteoporosis, that's scary. And so we want them to come and see it because it's not scary. It's, it's actually really, really cool and actually pretty fun to see how strong we really are. To see some of these ladies' faces light up when they can see how much force they actually are able to produce, is, it's awesome. And to let them know that what that force is doing for them, for their body, and, and can help them become healthy and, and strong and maintain that lifestyle, you know? Um, the, you know. The age group that we've talked about is mostly baby boomers, right? So baby boomers don't like to give up. You know, these are the guys that came out with the, the Ford Mustang and the Chevy Camaro and uh, started a whole entrepreneurial movement. And, you know, these guys go for it. And these are the people that are now being affected by osteoporosis and some of these other issues and problems. And so don't give up. Don't give up on your life. There's, there's things out there that can, still, that can still work. And we're seeing it. I mean, we've been here long enough now that we've had several of our members come in with uh, post-six-month, post-year DEXA scans showing 8% increase. We have a lady up in Park City that comes in, and she's been losing 6% bone density every year for the last five years before she started. Oh, wow. And uh, she's on different medications that are bad for bone, and she's gone through menopause. Um, she's a Pilates instructor and she was getting to the point where she couldn't even do the, the push-up anymore while doing Pilates exercises. And she came in, oh, probably right after we opened. She was one of our first and she's been religious. And within six months, she's like, I can do a push-up again. She was so excited because the strength had come back enough to where she'd actually do, she's called it a man push-up. You know, she didn't have to do the lady push-up anymore and on your knees and stay your feet, right? So then she came in with her DEXA scan not too long ago, and she had a 2% increase after having 6% loss and was ecstatic. I mean, if, if we could just stop bone density from going away, that's a win, right? That's a huge victory. But if we can actually start increasing it again, that's massive. Your company will be, you're one of our vendors. You'll be one of our, um, you're at our conference, which is April. So people can come to the conference and also talk with you. But we also, it looks like you've, you're offering a, a $50 discount for people who are listening to um, the the podcast for the initial enrollment fee. And you, you already said that they can come in and try it for you. I, I guess is it complimentary to try it, just try a session so they can understand a little bit. But you're also offering some other things at the office, which is nice for them. So we appreciate that. We appreciate giving our, our those who listen to our podcast a, a special discount. But, the, you know, osteoporosis is something that, like you said, it's kind of a, a, it's very much a silent killer. People don't realize they have it unless some kind of trauma has happened, usually, or unless they get it tested. So it is important for people to test. Now, do you guys actually do testing in your office or no? We don't. The The DEXA scan machine, it's a big MRI you know, it's a, it's a big, big cost thing. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. a big one. So we are trying to partner with some local um, facilities that offer it. 
to kind, of, kind, of, kind of give your clientele discounts. Right. Like yeah. So if we can get them a discount by sending a bunch of people in, we're, that's what we're working on and trying to get um, a relationship built with uh, the testing facilities. And it's good to go to the same facility. If you're getting DEXA scans done, you want to go back to the same machine and hopefully the same um, person that put you through it. Because right? there's a little bit of air in it. Yeah, there, there is a little room for air in it. Um, we're working on um, actually trying to figure out the blood marker tests in-house. So uh, corporate and, and some other things are working on different ways that we can see that osteogenesis occurring to, to help people see that, okay, this is working for us. So, But, yeah, it's uh, definitely something that people need to be worried about. I wasn't worried about it. I didn't know anything about it until we heard about it, and then it's been it's been a blast learning about it and, and implementing it, you know, and seeing it come to life and, and seeing the effect that it has on, on people's lives. Um, I think our audience has been well-educated, and a lot of times when you think about osteoporosis, there's not much you can do except for drugs, and we are in the business of trying to help people understand that there are other options, and this is such a good option because I know if everyone has loved ones, they know somebody that has broken their hip, and that took them to a process of, of passing away because of that, and so we knowing that there is an option and how to almost even reverse that and be able to get the, that structure back can be such a benefit to so many people in our lives. And so thank you for coming on, explaining it. People know that there's an option now that they and probably... And we'll more of the details in the, in the link. Below. And they probably didn't even know it before. So thank you for coming on. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. The more knowledge you have, the more you will be empowered to make the changes in your life. And because of this, your life will be elevated. Your health journey is between you and your doctor. This podcast is not meant to diagnose or treat any conditions. However, if your current health care provider is not meeting your health care goals, it is time to take control of your health. If you know anyone who can benefit from our podcast, please like, leave a review, and don't forget to share it with your family and friends. Together, let's take back our health.